The time is 24 minutes to 8. This is Conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM 101.1. The word learning is used routinely in discussions about teaching. Educational researchers, though, agree that learning is much deeper than memorization and information recall. On our weekly motivation tonight, I'm joined now in studio by author of Motivational Books and Life Coach Ebenezer A.B. Mamabolo to talk about how to learn and where to learn. You can join us in this conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212, 079-295-1212. Our SMS line is 47861, that's 47861. One start each SMS with the short code EFM, and each SMS is charged at one round fifty. Mr. Mabulo, good evening and welcome. Ah, good evening and thank you for having me. Are you well? I am very well. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I, I, when teasing this, I said that it's our weekly motivational sessions and not session. Yes. <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. Because in as much as tonight, for instance, we're talking about how to learn and where to learn. Mm-hmm. There's always a nugget that of wisdom that is that comes about and one could easily take it and apply it to a different realm of life altogether. Not yes, necessarily yes. just with learning. And I think that's the beauty of these sessions and something that we truly have to appreciate. Yeah. We're talking about learning. Mm-hmm. Yesterday on the Energy Drive, they were talking about... The, the discussion that came about after the Department of Education announced that they will be introducing additional methods of learning mm-hmm. through broadcasting platforms. And they were asking people to say, what do you think about that? Th- mm-hmm. There's quite a number of hours that a, a learner really has to invest into that particular learning um, session to be able to really do well yes. when they sit for the exams. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the issues that came a lot in the discussion was the issue of saying that, um, you know, attention span is, 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 is a challenge now. People quickly want to check who's sent me a text and who said this and who said that. So it's quite ch- challenging to really focus now. Mm-hmm. And that made me think when you said that we're going to talk about how to learn and where to learn to say, is it easy for all of us to actually know and understand what learning requires? Because even in the preamble, I say it's not just about memorizing, yes, for instance, yes. or information recall. It's, it's a lot deeper than that. Yes. Do you find that that's the common knowledge that we have about learning? You know, when I, when I was busy looking at this subject and I was, as I was preparing to teach it, I remembered even in my own life. And what I usually say is that whenever you are learning something or whenever maybe, because the, the common place where we are thinking about learning is in academic environments, never ever let your certification interfere with your learning. And most of the time, we tend to do that. We tend to only focus on memorizing. And I like what one author said. He said that, the goal of teaching is not to teach the student what to think, but to teach the student how to think. And that's probably the most important missing, missing element in our learning. We tend to be so focused on what we are supposed to be thinking, not how to think. That's why you find that we've got a lot of professionals who are graduating in our institutions. They are taught what to think, but not how to think. Because now when, when, when they get into industry, they find that no, whatever it is that they learned at uh, university, at college, has already, the time has already expired. One research, one research was conducted and they discovered that no. By the time you start a degree, by the time you graduate, all of that information that you learned is irrelevant in the marketplace. Now, because you were taught what to 
to think, not how to think. Now, when you are supposed to take those principles of learnings that you should have been taught to apply them in the industry, to apply them to whatever field that you are in, you find that you don't know how to do that. You don't know how to change or how to inter- how to integrate the two. Why? Because you were taught what to think, not how to think. And you were so concerned with what you should know instead of how you should know things. I guess now it makes sense why some people will say I'm a student of life. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Now, talk to us about ways to learn. We understand now that it's not just about recalling information. It's not just about memorizing, you know, a formula and applying it. Two years down the line, you don't even remember how a calculator works. (laughs) All of that. (laughs) Give us ways then. How does one learn? We've got two ways of learning. We either learn by pain. Now, when when you and I are learning by pain, we will have three areas that we'll be learning. It will either be pain that's self-induced. It will either be pain that's others-induced. And it will also be pain that life had induced into your own life. Sometimes you find that you are not learning. People have tried to come to teach you. You find that there were some instances or some lessons that you had, you, sh- you needed to learn with your own life. But you did not learn those lessons. Now you get to a point where maybe, let's say for example, you are in a relationship. You were supposed to learn how to love someone or how to live with someone else. But you never got the chance or you, you didn't learn the lessons when you were supposed to learn them. Now, because life is coming to you and it's going to give you a painful lesson about how do you live with someone else. Another method of learning is what I call learning by inspiration. Now, when you are learning by inspiration, you are either learning because of internal processes where you are saying that no. I am where I am, but I'm not I'm not satisfied with where I am. I'm not satisfied with how far I have come. I'm not even satisfied with what I know. I want to become better. This is this is the inspiration that that comes from you. And there's also inspiration, you'll be learning by inspiration that comes from other sources. It could be someone who say, No, Rebecca, please read this particular book, or please check this particular podcast, or please check one, two, three, four, five. These are sources of learning that you could learn from. So now you we don't want to get to a point. We need to have balance. Don't only learn by pain get to a point where when you've got opportunity to learn by inspiration learn by inspiration and i always say that you don't have enough time and you don't have enough scars that you can have on your body to only learn by your own mistakes take the opportunity that others have gone through take the lessons that they've gone through the pain that others have felt learn from that their particular pain so that you don't have those scars because sometimes you know when you are missing the lessons that you are supposed to be learning by yourself that come from internally and you are missing those lessons now when you are supposed to be learning by pain it comes with scars maybe maybe it comes for example if maybe maybe you even you end up even becoming a, a parent and now you can't even support that particular that particular child why because when someone told you that no these are the consequences of you doing one to the far you didn't want to learn from their experience but you wanted to learn from your own experience is it one of those instances wherein we'll have listeners sending messages saying, Mr. Mamabolo, it sounds easier said than done? I, I, I wouldn't say it sounds easier said than done because okay. it, it depends. It depends on you as you are the student of life or even the student of whatever particular industry that you are in. But if one says the sort of um, conditioning they've had mm-hmm. is one way you memorize, you proceed, you, yes. you get a distinction, you you even get a certificate of excellence and you proceed further. Yes. Two years <laughs> down the line, like I said earlier, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. What if one says, that I'm that kind of a student or I'm that kind of a learner, but I want to do better in life. I'm an adult now, for instance. Yes. And it's proving, as you're explaining it, it's proving to sound that it might be quite difficult to implement. Mm. 
you know and it's it's probably maybe what we will uh, discuss deeply in part 2 but for now i like what one one uh, what one author said it said he said that it's what we it's it's after what we know it all that really counts it's not what i know now but it's what i know after i know it all because sometimes you find that what really interferes with our learning or our lifelong learning it's because we tend to get to a point or we get to a stage in our lives where we think we know it all where we think that you can't tell me anything or no no one can teach me anything when we get to that point i like one uh, one author said he said that no never get to a point where you've become a master because now when you when you get to a point where you've become a master you are no you are no longer humble enough to learn now even you whether you are an adult or whoever you are don't let what you already know don't let the experiences of life interfere with what you need to know there are lessons that you need to learn as an adult yes there are lessons that you might have had learned at work maybe there's even some lessons that you learned while you were at school but now life has got more to teach you now when you open your mind up for learning when you are, when you've got your mind ready to receive whatever knowledge or whatever it is that you need to learn then now it won't interfere like i said don't ever let who you are and who you've become maybe because of your past or even your past successes don't let your past success interfere with who you need to become for you to become greater than you are already i'm getting a sense that you could possibly say that everyone is sort of a product of what they consume on a daily yes yes where, where they learn from yes. we've spoken previously about the benefits of reading constantly and, and all of that yes. but even in, in in that you you have to be quite selective right without necessarily imposing yes if you read a lot of novels you probably be quite romantic in nature and if you read a lot of books like the books that you write motivational books you you find that often even when you converse with people you come across as though you're always giving advice and, yes, and all yes, of that yes, yes. so it seems that often it, it it appears that one is a product of what they consume yes yes you know it's it's what it's what what they usually say when they say that show me your friends and i'll show you your future because the people that or the, the resources that you spend you you spend most of your time with they are the ones that influence you if you are going to if you spend most of your time reading a safe example cultural or religious books what's going to come out of your mouth would be the same things that you are consuming whatever it is that that's you are using most of your time in like you are saying if you are going to spend most of your time in motivational settings where you are learning motivational thing it will always come out as if maybe you are indeed a product of what you are learning and what you are consuming and obviously there's nothing wrong with being a romanticist because you're reading a lot of perhaps western novels yes. just as there's nothing wrong with reading whatever you choose to read or whatever you yes. choose to listen to and, and all of that mm. how does one stri- strike a balance though if you were to share advice on that you know for me i would say that look at your life and where you want to be now you can if you are if you are saying that i am called or my purpose or my passion is to be a sports player you cannot be spending maybe 80% of your time maybe reading novels because when you are reading novels those novels you are reading they've got nothing to do with sports they are not teaching you the disciplines that you are ne- that you need for sports they are not teaching you how to to heal if maybe you get injuries but when you are a sports player whatever whatever area it is that you want to master or that you that you are involved in that particular career make sure that the content that you are consuming consume more of that now when you are doing that you will end up becoming an expert and letting you discover that if you just spend one hour every day studying whatever area that you want to be an expert in after 10 years or so you will become a master in that field now 
whatever career it is that you you want to be in study or consume most of the content in that then have some time to refresh have some time to relax read whatever if you are if you you, you, you want to refresh with comedy refresh with comedy if it's novels drama whatever it is that you need to do have some time strike the balance yes master whatever field and career that you are in but also take some time to refresh you you, you know when you when you spend most of your time too serious in your academic or in your career you, you tend to get maybe sometimes even depressed but when you read some comedy or you watch some comedy then then it lifts your spirit so make sure that as yes you might maybe let's say maybe for a formula spend 60 percent of your time in your area of gifting or in your career then the rest of the 40 percent use that to consume whatever it is that you would like to consume and whatever makes you happy I'm reminded of what was once said by one arts writer, Melissa Bongela. She said that she used to be a woke feminist. You know, <laughs> you know, woke people, you, you hear of the woke generation. <laughs> and she says at one point she lost a lot of friends because she couldn't talk with people about a lot of things. Yes, they would yeah. say things and she'd be like, no, that's problematic. In fact, you're showing signs of, you know, this and that and all these labels. Half the time, these people didn't even know what the labels meant. Yes, so I'm yes. guessing what you're saying is that one needs to have a core which is that which they will constantly go to to uplift themselves because it aligns with their future plans Mm -hmm. that they can have a pastime at which they can do something that does not always align with what they want to do. All right. We're talking about how to learn and where to learn with AB Mamabolo. You can join us in this conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. Or you can send us an SMS to 47861. That's 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can give us a call as we continue with this conversation after the break. Have your say. Call us now on 015-151-1058. The time is 7 minutes to 8. This is Conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM 101.1. I am in conversation with author of Motivational Books and Life Coach Ebenezer A.B. Mamabolo. And tonight we're discussing how to learn and where to learn. You can join us in this conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212-079-295-1212. Our SMS line is 47861. That's 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. Also, you can give us a call. Have your say. Call us now on 015-151-1058. I spoke earlier about different learning mechanisms and I even asked you to share advice on that. And the reason why I asked is because in my experience back in high school and to some extent even in undergraduate and university, we had different kinds of students or learners. Okay. So you'd have top learners, those that will always get A's, mm-hmm. and then you have moderate learners, those that will get your 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have those who would be identified as poor performing learners, mm-hmm. those that their marks are not very static or, or very constant. Okay. They, they basically fluctuate. Mm-hmm. There's no constant. You don't know really what kind of a learner they are. Mm-hmm. And all of these people obviously learn in different ways. They yes. grasp in different ways and all of that. We've already established some of the advances that you've given to say there has to be a balance and all of that. But what makes one learn effectively? And would you say that those that are considered as top learners 
have mastered the art of learning effectively bearing in mind that in the introduction we said that educational researchers say that learning is much deeper than memorization and information recalling yes yes would you say that top learners for instance have mastered the art of learning effectively and that's throughout the spectrum not just with with the classroom mm-hmm. just using it as an example but throughout the spectrum those people who are winning in life for instance people who are doing quite well working well and all of that have they mastered the art of learning effectively i, I would say that it also depends in this situation because now I've realized that, and I've found this in my time when I was uh, when I was studying. You find that there will be some top students at adversity, but they only know what they needed to learn for the test. But come out, I remember because I I study I study mathematics and computer science. Now you find that someone is saying that no, you you see them in the test they've got nineties and hundreds, but when it comes for the a time for them to apply whatever it is that they they got a hundred in, they can't do that. When you give them a computer and say produce for me a software that does what you said that you could do in the test, they couldn't do that. So those types of people, I I I won't say that they've mastered the art of learning. They just know what to learn. Now when you when when we are talking about the people who are achieving success in whatever fields they are in in their particular lives i would say that then those ones who have learned whatever it is that they need to learn how to master whatever craft they have mastered those ones have mastered learning and i've got two 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 things that i would like to talk about that helps us to learn effectively the first thing would be your motivation for learning you know when it when it talks about the motivation of learning i remember when i was in high school there were things subjects like life science that i was not interested in so it doesn't matter how powerful the teacher was or how important those subjects were but when when it came to me i had no interest in them i had no motivation for me to learn those particular subjects but one day when when my parent was very sick and the very same things that i was supposed to have learned in grade 9 about neurobiology about the neurons how they work in the body now my motivation my my reason to learn the subject had changed now i had motivation for me to learn now the, the motivation that you are learning we, we we get it in four ways the first thing would be for you to become a better person for me when my father was sick i wanted to become a better student of neurobiology i wanted to learn how does the brain work how does it function what makes my father have this particular sickness that became my motivation and because of that particular motivation that i had i learned my subjects effectively the, the, another area would be a situation that you might want to change sometimes it's not uh, the environment that you are in but the situation that you find yourself in at home you might find that no because i come from a poverty stricken background i am learning to eradicate poverty i want to take this poverty out of my life now that becomes the motivation for me to learn whatever it is that i need to learn the third one being a purpose you, you are learning for a particular purpose you might find that you've got a calling and you you've got this uh this the, the, i would say this attraction there would be some certain things that attract you maybe say for example if you are a singer you find that you are attracted to music you might not be singing at the moment but because of that that's something that attracts you that's something that you are called for it ends up attracting you and another one would even be uh, the, the reason that you are learning that particular subject sometimes you know i remember one time when i was in high school and the, and you know in grade eight we were taking we were getting hundreds in mathematics but when we got to grade uh, grade nine we got this teacher who, who taught us with this negative attitude telling us how insignificant we are how stupid we were and how we wouldn't be able to learn mathematics because it's com- it's a complicated subject and when she told us those things when she constantly told us those negative beliefs about ourselves and how complex mathematics were we, we ended up believing her we ended ended up from from grade eight where you were getting hundreds now you are getting 20 tens and we wondered why but 
but a transformation came when we met another teacher who was in our in in our grade 12 and he said to us that no these are simple things you can learn these things the very same things that you were learning because she taught us in a uh, grade 8 she said no the very same things these are the things that you learn now because of the conversation that she had with us she ended up interfering with the beliefs or the negative conversation that one of our teachers came up now that purpose when she gave us a reason to learn mathematics she told us no you could become an engineer you could become doctors you could become scientists now we had a purpose that when we were learning we did we were not just learning for the sake of learning we wanted to learn because we wanted to become people tomorrow now another area would be even our attitude while you are learning your attitude determines if you are going to be learning effectively or if you are not going to learn effectively sometimes when you've got that attitude to say that hey, you know what i don't care Rebecca can't teach me anything or she's a horrible teacher you that attitude that you have towards her and the particular subject that she has would ends up be, being the one that interferes with your learning but when you've got the right attitude to say no i'm learning this yes maybe I, whatever it is that i'm learning here at high school or here at tertiary might not be applicable when i graduate but the techniques the principles that they will give me about learning the principles that they will give me about principle problem solving i will be able to apply them in industry i will be able to apply them in my work now when you've got that attitude then you are easily able to learn another one would be even the the body posture or the physiology the way you are the energy that you bring into your learning environment you find that if you are slammed and you are sitting like you don't care or whatever about whatever it is that you are learning when you've got that even your body shows like you are tired when you've got that 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 posture and your physiology is not right you don't even have the energy to learn but when you change your posture when you even change the energy that you are bringing towards learning when you bring in the excitement that you have because it's something that's going to uh, change your life or something that will make your life better when you bring that energy it even makes even the learning process more effectively I think we need to allow ourselves to really take in what you've just said now about what allows one to be able to learn effectively. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like a classic don't judge a book by its cover narrative. Yeah. Yes, yes. You yes. can't say because Rebecca is in a certain way I can't learn anything from Rebecca or yes. any other person that you might come across yes. in this lifetime. I think we need to allow ourselves to really that just take that all in. I'm taking it in. Yes. And I'm hoping that with that we're continuing this is the first part of how to learn and where to learn next time if we can because now it's going to give us an opportunity to introspect and when you yes. introspect if you find that there's fault you would want to self correct yes 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 how's it about next week when we start we particularly start from what would hinder one from learning effectively yes. we've established what can help you learn effectively yes. now it's time to introspect to say have i been judging books by their covers yes have yes. i been listening and and reflecting afterwards whether you agree or not it's 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 quite a lot to take in yes. i think yes is that okay can yes that's that? okay that's okay yes okay let's um quickly take a few comments here and then we'll, we'll wrap up with with our quote matlatsi senyolo and lewodi kujo from solomon dane say Mr. Mabulo you're right I agree with you education is the key to success and uh, we also have John Tladi they recommending that you must read a book titled The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari 
understand you say you have it as an audio book. Yes. I'm sure you'll give us an, a review one of these days as, as we yes. have this conversation. Yes, I'll definitely do that. Share with us the quote of the week. The quote of the week comes from Alvin Toffler. He says that the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who can't read or write, but the illiterate of the 21st century of now would be those who can't learn unlearn and relearn and in this time that we are in one author even says that the superpower if knowledge is power then learning is your superpower just say that one more time the quote the illiterate of the 21st century century, will not be those who cannot read or write but the illiterate of the 21st century will be those who can't learn unlearn and relearn so you have to learn and not leave it at that learn as you continue because you will be a student of life Mm -hmm. then there will have to be an opportunity where you unlearn and then you relearn yes yes okay share your contact details with us my contact details on all of the social media just search for Ebenez Mambulo and if you are on Twitter king underscore ab then you'll be able to follow me and when you're booking me as a coach and as a speaker contact me on 071-639-7807 and because we keep saying that you're an author of motivational books i understand that you're currently writing your second book yes yes the first one is titled there are no secrets to success when one gets in touch with you they can also get the book yes they can all right ab mamabolo author of motivational books and life coach thank you so much for talking to me tonight Ah, it's always a pleasure All right, we are having our discussion Wednesdays coming up next. Conversations, Mondays to Thursdays, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. with Rebecca Parler.